I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Oh, well, it feels a bit strange jumping into a studio to talk about hockey after we played hockey this morning. Yes. One Jesse Blake booked uh, booked ice for 9 a.m. I'm glad yeah. you did that. Glad yeah, you are you Toronto. upset? No, it's just what? as I was as I was leaving the house, I was like, God damn, that's early. And it was. But then I got on the ice and I was like, I'm grateful for my friend Jesse Blake. Yeah, it was no, great. It was a great time. And like Steve does, he showed up late. And uh, <laughs> we, did, <laughs> we did fight. It was a good, good little scrap we had there. Um, I don't know if any of us deserve a victory, but it was a good, good scrap. Uh, sitting down here for the next two hours, not a great idea. No. What do you mean why? After skating, oh, like, yeah, I want to be sleep. walking around, <laughs> listen, <laughs> getting listen. these legs just to stiffen up for the next two hours. Not fun. I think it's you can't be someone in your 30s and not stiffen up after mm. that. Even if you wanted to walk in, you don't even have a stand-up desk. You have to go and edit this afterwards. Yeah. Right? got to sit in a chair. Uh, and so that's going to be a problem for no, you. No, I might do lunges while I edit. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jesse pissed me off at hockey on Friday. Why? For, for the first time, Jesse's ever made me mad. So, okay, there was a really... Like legitimately mad? No, sort of. Frustrated. Oh, okay. Sports mad. Right. Right. Sports, Sports mad. All right. Sports mad. Yeah, it's a different kind of mad. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. Because there was a puck battle where he lost, or someone lost the puck, and the puck was like in his feet. And it was a slow-moving puck battle because, you know, it was the <laughs> it was people of our skill level who were uh, out there. Adult learning puck battle. And getting the puck off of Jesse, I can only describe as you ever get stuck at a railway crossing when one of those really long trains <laughs> is going, and you're like, when does this train end? Like Jesse extends his arm, so there's like six feet right there, and then he skates by it. Stick switches to the other arm. Yep. There's another, like, I don't know, 20, 30 feet right there. Uh-huh. And it just doesn't end. And I was like, fuck it, I want the puck. And I was really pissed. I got a lot of limbs going on. I've been watching a lot of Tage Thompson. You know? I think you should. I'm trying to tailor, if you're my, gonna, if trying you're to tailor gonna, my game after if, him. If, you, if there was a player to do it over, it would be him. What's that dude from Street Fighter? I don't know. His arms are stretchy. That's you. Where he goes, ah, and he just punches you in his arms, and they just it's, keep going. It's so nice that people who are Jesse length have a um, have an archetype that they can build themselves after, other than Zidane Chara. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because yep. if you only do the Zidane Chara thing, that's really hard on your body, and you have to be really mean. Yeah, and I don't think Jesse's Jesse's competitive, but he's not mean. The rest no. let you get away with everything. Yeah, there, it's good that uh, the the tall guys like myself have Tage to look at now, and you got somebody to look up to. It's not just giant Chara. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I got um, most of the guys in the minors to look up to. 
<laughs> what, 5'11"? Yeah, like Average 5'10", 5'11". Yeah. You know, not in as good shape as everyone else. That's right. You got all the European skaters. Yeah. yeah call, I got the SPHL bod. You know what's crazy is if we ever got on the ice with the S with a, a player, any player, a fourth liner from the SPHL, they'd be the best player we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah that's ever. how it works. They're pro athletes. Dude, if ever. we got anybody who played junior A, they'd be the yeah. best player we'd ever see. Oh. I get on guys guys with who played triple A when they were 14, like Adam, and <laughs> I didn't I'm like, I'm still impressed. <laughs> I never played triple Double A. When was the last Double time a. you were on skates? Uh, Before today. Okay. I skated one time in 2021 on a pond in the winter. Okay. And then before that, it was Easter Seals 2019. And he was still how much? Still lightning. Lightning McQueen out there. <laughs> lightning. Because yeah. you follow the red helmet. Because you grew up like you grew up building it, right? I guess. Or, like building that sort of thing. That's like, the only thing my body knows how to do. Like it, I'm <laughs> bad at everything. Adam I'm bad at everything. You still got it. He doesn't know how to have a not competitive face. When uh, you're on the other yeah, you're, you're always working hard. No, you, you, no, eyes wide open. Oh, yeah? yeah. You're, Mike you're, Clarkson? You're surveying the play. Yeah. You're, you're seeing around. what's out there. Darcy Tucker your, eyes? Your head's up, and everyone else's head better <laughs> Steve, be Steve, you missed up. it. When we first got on the ice, Adam's like, oh, when I was a kid, we used to do these pivot things, but I can't really do them anymore. And while he's talking about not being able to do them, he's doing he's them. Doing okay. them. He's, he's doing the Shut action up. while he's like, oh, I couldn't do these when I was younger. And so, he's there just out just doing these wicked back crosses. Anybody that has been bag <laughs> skated or you know gone to power skating or whatever, you know that... You know, the, the blue line, red line, blue line where you switch directions yeah. and you try not to lose any speed. Right. So now I do and I lose speed immediately. And and I also notice like the twisting of your hips. You really have to build those muscles up. And I don't have them anymore oh, the yeah. same way. So when I when I twist, I kind of sometimes catch an, a, an edge now. And like where I, I didn't before it used to be like Steve, fluid or Steve, don't listen to him. He was silky smooth. Do you remember when you do like or you guys did, wouldn't remember this, but we used to do um, when we were like 10 uh, Superman's. So when the mm -hmm. when the uh, coach yelled Superman, you'd be skating down the ice, and this would be the end of the practice. You'd be gassed, and he'd be like, uh, "And you have to get up off the ice the right way. So you jump, and then it's and then it's hands and knees, and then you're and then you get yourself straight up, and then you get your foot one foot, two foot skate. That sounds mean. It was yeah. Oh man, the Supermans were tough. I don't like it. Um, I don't want to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember getting bag skated a lot because I was on some not good teams, and you know, it's like so your coach is like, well, I'm gonna bag skate them so they'll be better, and we're like 12, we're like just not that good, you know. <laughs> That's so. You know, funny. like I wasn't on like it, there was always these teams that like you'd play, and it was always the small town teams, right? Like the local. It's like, ah, oh, we're going to play a team from Stouffville. And we're like, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> like, you know those guys yeah, are good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, shit, they're from Nepean? Fuck! <laughs> like, it's, it's a problem, right? Yeah. Nepean's a, a suburb of Ottawa, but still, it's like, it, it, whenever they came from a small town, that's what they did. Mm -hmm. And our, us city kids, we were all watered down because there'd be like three or four good players on a team and then the rest of us. Uh, at, it, in like those leagues, it was like th that was the best. They're the all stars of their town. They had twelve like, guys, and that's it. Yes, <laughs> I felt like Toronto was uh, a lot more political. Like just when it oh came my to god, sports yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had we had one of the best soccer teams in our league, and then we immediately went to last place because two players got kicked off our team because they shouldn't have been allowed to play in our league. Why? They they like were rep players or something mm. like that, and. Oh, something with, I think, the parents and like, yeah, so they kicked them off. And so, like, imagine you lose Matthews Tavares. <laughs> You're trying to, you lose McDavid Dreisaitl. Yeah. Oh, You're like, oh, fuck. Man, when I went back to House League, I really noticed this because I, I, I like, I, I spent most of 
playing hockey, not being very good. And then I got up to selects and then I got up to single A and you come back and you're like, oh, wow, like there is a, I, I do have a step on these guys. And like some of them are beginners and yeah. whatever. So in house league, uh, and I think this works for every sport, um, they, they put you on a team, like they draft in. So the coaches have an idea of how good you are and then they draft you and then you end up um, playing three preseason games. And then after that, they do a dispersal. So if there's too much talent on one team, a couple of the players have got to move to the bad teams. And I remember uh, my buddy Alex and I, Alex, who will be on the Easter Seals team, yep. our dads were coaches, so they uh. couldn't move us. So it was always like trying to game the system of like, you know, like, uh, can we, how many, how many guys' dads can be coaches that are good so we can try to <laughs> it, get all the guys together? Well, yeah. yeah, when you're 12, you don't give uh. a shit about fair. You want to win. Like, uh. You're trying to build the best team. <laughs> what do you mean when you're 12? Yeah. And still the, now. Yes, still the now. reason we are out there this morning is to get some reps in before the Easter Seals tourney on Friday. Mm -hmm. And you can still uh, donate to our Easter Seals uh, pages, which are in the link. They're in the description of this podcast right now. And shout out uh, James Myrtle, who made it out this morning, and Sean Fitzgerald, and Daniel Schiffer, who yep. you might know from YouTube. He's a big YouTuber. Uh, we're going to have those guys attorney on Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. I'm, I'm pumped. And you're going to see. So you can follow along uh, on socials. We'll have our social team there. So if you want to follow on at SDPN Sports on Instagram or on Twitter, we're going to be tweeting out a lot of footage uh, from the games there. Okay. And uh, Raffle, you've heard of one. You might not have heard of another. So, Michael Raffle, former Islander? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think... Uh, Coyote too? I, that's, that's it. Okay. That's it. So I'm looking at the wrong camera. There, hmm, there you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> your camera? Your ISO camera? Yeah, I don't know why yeah. I was looking at it. It's because I'm tired. I was... <laughs> It's a long time. You really? This that. was early for you. Really yeah, good man. Like, <laughs> you're, you're feeling <laughs> that. Um, no, you know what it was? It was um, Saturday night stream into Saturday night LFR into mm -hmm. Sunday morning Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, uh, you took a little one to go see. Santa. I was very. Yes, you had some he, good pictures. He has a cottage out this way. So Santa yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we went and saw him. Yes. Hey, raffle. <laughs> so the raffle. Some of you know about it. Some of you don't. If you donate to my Rachel's Raiders page mm -hmm. for Easter Seals, any dollar amount, a thousand dollars or five dollars or five thousand dollars, whatever, doesn't matter, five dollars. Oh. Mm. If you've also, if you've already donated, you're automatically entered into a raffle to win two tickets: Leafs Rangers on March second. Uh, they were donated to me specifically for use. In that's cool. Fundraiser. Very oh, so you cool. Get to, are we allowed to say the person who donated them or no? Even, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> we should probably shout them out. Yeah, I know. I gotta find it. <laughs> that game, you Steven. get to go see uh, one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, the New York Rangers, yeah, who are to off to a firing start, fiery hot start. You know, uh, underratedly hot start because nobody's everybody's all focused on New Jersey and Vegas and Boston. Mm -hmm. But what about? My New York Rangers. Well, speaking of the Rangers, there it was go. donated to me by someone named Ronald Fox. Mm. Ah, damn, Adam's out. What, on March 2nd? Fox. Hopefully he's back by then. I would think he's uh -huh. back by March 2nd. Uh -huh. My goodness gracious. <laughs> and also someone uh, gave me something for another raffle, and I will tell you about that uh, on social media, but just know this. You only get this thing if you donate to one of my teammates aha on rachel's Raiders. us yeah well it could be adam could be jesse could be anyone else that you see on the rachel's raiders page mm -hmm. uh five dollars or more donate 
automatically entered in. I'll tell you more about it on social later. I want to shout out uh, Matt, Nick, Luke, Liz, Adrian, Frank, Saul, and Michael for uh, donating to my page. Uh, I am not beating Steve, like, which is my goal. Uh, but, you know, we're still, there's still time. There. There's still time. What, are you beating me? I'm, no, no! I'm, not, I'm not beating you either. You're not. No, but there's still time. Last place, still loser. Time. Still time. <laughs> yeah. Forget the good cause. None of that shit. I'm competing for the kids. Yeah. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win the kids the most. Money. Are you going to look at those kids in the eye and tell them you didn't dry hard enough? Exactly. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, fine. Hey, I, I can't wait for one of the kids to see you at the event and go, hey there, bronze. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Wild. <laughs> see, this is why I need your help donations. Thank you. Okay. Hey, we've got an exciting new segment to bring to you every single Monday with BetMGM starting now. Steve, you wanted to add to the intro of this segment. You feel like yeah, it's it's lacking in something. What do you feel? I just sound effects. Because <laughs> it's a lion. Yeah. Oh, well, that would be. <laughs> I would do that. This is why all your years at the zoo came in handy. Yeah. You know? How come how come your impression isn't better? <laughs> no, okay, when when lions yawn, do they actually roar? It's like, I don't even know how to do it if it's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll name that's that the not segment. Good. Uh, hey, listen, no. that's, that should be it. All right. Here's the segment. Mm. So, right. so, uh, Jesse told me, and I, I, I don't remember this. Uh, what? uh, what? Jesse told me before the show started that we all picked the Maple Leafs to win the Atlantic division. Now I remember picking the Bruins cause I'm a genius. Nope. And I predicted not. that the Bruins would be this good. I like said you the all Ducks did would win six straight. That's right. They're a hundred percent. Um, but, but after watching, uh, the way they've started, it's been unbelievable. They're a two fifteen to win, uh, the Atlantic division. Here's my question. 2.15. 2.15. Okay. Yeah. Cause decimal odd. Right. People. Who's second. Guess who's second to win the Atlantic. Yeah. Tampa. No. Jesse. I, I, I no. know who's it's, second. It's the Maple Leafs. <laughs> Which now, is can you, just... Now, now, Jesse, do you take the Maple Leafs at a 3.7? Yeah. No, you, it, you take it? Yeah, because if because uh, re- coming into this season, we all thought the Toronto Maple Leafs would win the Atlantic Division. And if we look at the schedule, there's 70-plus games left. That's so there's, many games! There's a lot of time for what we think is going to happen to happen. Yes. So if you were ever going to get better odds on the Leafs winning the Atlantic, right now is when you would take those odds because they're probably at one of their lowest points. Uh, they're pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah, so it's you, you get them a 3.70 on the decimal odds. Here's what I would take. I would take the Lightning. They're at an even 11. Ooh, 11 to 1? 11 to 1. The Panthers are at 8 to 1. I take the Lightning because they've done it. Like, I could see Boston because the Boston doesn't have the, the they don't have the, the Bergeron around. They've got a lot of the core players that did it last year. No, of they course. just have a roster full of players playing like it. 100%. It's crazy. Um, but I, I'm wondering if, like, at some point in the season, this could fall off. And then if anybody's going to take it over, it'd be the Lightning, wouldn't it? Uh, Aren't they mad? Oh, uh, you know, maybe this is the year. This is the year you're, it happens. You're so upset. Maybe this about is the this. year the Globetrotters finally fall off and <laughs> drop one to the Generals. I don't think so, man. Okay. All right. One thing I don't like about those odds is the disrespect at the bottom of it. 176 to, to one for the Montreal Canadiens to win the division. Wow. <laughs> 
like, dude, you like one dollar, okay. you get one hundred and seventy-six dollars. Like, oh. listen, they're not gonna do it. Uh huh. They're definitely not. But, but <laughs> <at> those odds, <laughs> like, okay, okay. So here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, okay, uh, light, Leafs Lightning tonight. Okay. Yeah. For a nine to one, you can take Hagel anytime goal score. Ugh. Nylander anytime goal. Mm. Total goals in the game over six and a half. Do you take it as a as a parlay? Nine to one. Mm. Come on, two dollars, Steve. Uh, so sorry, nine to one for mm-hmm. the over. Uh, nine to one over. So it's six point five is the over. What's, what's the parlay? Read it again. So it's anytime goal scorer Brandon Hagel who eats the Leafs alive. Hagel has to score. Yes. William Nylander who's on a tear. Yes. Willie has to score. And then total goals in combined in the game over six and a half. Oh, seven goals, Willie. Come on, that's a yes all day. I just mm. yeah. Okay, or you can take this one. Robertson's going to get two. Anytime goal from Tavares, anytime goal from Matthews, result Maple Leafs uh, win the game. That's a 5-2-5. Five, five. You can take that on a That's parlay. That's a parlay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Steve. Yeah, Steve knows what a parlay is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a question. It was a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stay Jesse, hot. Which one do you take? Uh, oh, if, if I had to choose. No, Jesse. Two. Jesse. Oh. What's the second one? Uh, it's again. Tavares, Matthews, anytime goal, Maple Leafs win. I get either of Tavares and Matthews? Uh, both. You have to take both. Oh, both of them score? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. I would stay away. I would do Maple Leafs on the puck line. So Maple Leafs like minus one and a half. I think they'll win by two goals. Plus uh, a point by Matthews. Now, I know that That's what I like we're going to talk about this, but apparently there was a real come come to Jesus meeting uh, with them mm-hmm. uh, before the Buffalo game. And they came out and played like they played it against Buffalo. So hopefully... The, the the yelling and the screaming sinks in tonight. Here's here's one for you. Whatever the shots are for Robertson, mm-hmm. over. Okay. Mm, Whatever they are, I don't there even you need go. to see them. You can find all the best odds at uh, betmgm.ca. Check it out. Uh, thank you so much. That was great. <laughs> we did a good job. <laughs> High five. Yeah. High five. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so listen, I, we mentioned it in the BetMGM segment, and I think it's context. We're talking about the Leafs. We're talking about a team that is 5-4-2, which, if you're paying attention at home, is under 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, not where they wanted to be. Uh, I'm surprised, actually, the odds at BetMGM are as good as they are. It's because, over Bettman 500. Yeah. It's under mm-hmm. real 500. 100%. And, and, and the, the problem I have is, um, you know, we, we talked about this Friday, 
And we talked about the fact, you know, the Wes McCauley clip was the one that went viral about you calling him a bad ref, which he is. But the, oh. the, the point was, <laughs> my point was, and you guys agreed with me, was the, the real problem is that Boston does this. Yeah. Players get injured or dirty plays happen or whatever, and we complain to the refs. Well, and the Leafs complain to the refs. A lot of people completely misinterpreted that as me saying that's why the Leafs lost. No, no. And it's like, okay, you just don't know what I said that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, and that like, it doesn't it's, matter it's, about it's that. It's okay. You don't have to listen, but just acknowledge you didn't. <laughs> so my you know, my thing was like, listen, stop bitching to the refs. Seven, eight years of this. Yep. How about you respond? And uh, what we didn't know is when we were recording that show, the Leafs had a meeting mm -hmm. uh, and it wasn't a players only meeting. This was a general manager called meeting, at least according to what I'm hearing and what I'm reading mm -hmm. um, before the before um, they talked to the reporters on Friday morning. They were not supposed to have a practice or anything on Friday. All the players after the Boston game were hauled in. And it's funny because, you know, when you, when you say that. People, people always talk about, oh, it's just one game. It's just early in the season. Mm -mm. No, that game mattered. No, Apparently, this is, what's the relationship advice I always give, Adam? It, precedent. Set a precedent, yeah. Precedent. If someone does something that you don't like for weeks or months, and then you get mad at them for doing that thing, it's your fault. You didn't tell them that they were doing something you didn't like. That's your fault. That's on you. Set a precedent. Hey, here, here are my boundaries. What are your boundaries? All that stuff. Yeah. And it translates to all aspects of life. Brad Trilliving just got here. There, uh, That happened game 10 mm -hmm. of the season. Might as well set a precedent. Hey, my teams don't play that way. Well, and 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 Brad Trilliving said this summer he wanted to overhaul the defense. And you can tell he wants a different sort of response. What we heard, it was, it was interesting. The only thing we heard about it from the reporters at the time on Friday was Ryan Reeves saying that they had addressed the lack of response in the room and that it would not happen again. Now, to me, that's too late. I'm already done there. Um, I'm oh, done. Yeah, well, we can get to that. Um, we were told and we were sold on this team having more snot. I was excited about that because I was tired of them losing the yeah, same way. Dirty luck. Instead, we we have a team that looks like they need to have their nose wiped. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and I, I think <laughs> when you... When you talk about this meeting, I can't overstate how important this is. Mm -hmm. You know, ever, again, everybody's like, oh, it's only the first 10 games. Don't worry about it. I think a lot of Leafs Nation is worried, and I think management's worried. And anytime you have a meeting where the coach is in there, but not just the coach, the general manager comes in coach to address the players, that's a problem. So let's talk about this meeting because... Uh, more and more is coming out. Here's what Elliot mentioned in the second intermission headlines uh, on Hockey Night in Canada. He said, um, uh, when you need to call a meeting to address the fact that you didn't summer, uh, sorry, summon the proper um, emotional defense of an injured teammate, it's a pretty big warning sign. That's from CJ's article in The Athletic. CJ's writing about it too. Uh, CJ wrote, a troubling week in Toronto has considerably cranked up the level of concern in the organization. The mood was downright sour inside the team offices. So listen, I'm happy to hear that because it was downright sour in here. It was downright sour on Twitter. Um, it's nice to see the organization actually sort of get on board with what the fans are thinking too. And it's pressure on Brad because I can't remember who tweeted this, but who has the Leafs best free agent signing been so far free agent from this summer. 
The answer might be Noah Gregor. Noah Gregor. Lagason. Oh, Lagason's been good. It's Gregor up front and Lagason on the back end. Yeah. It's bad. Due respect to both players. Can't happen. Friedman on 32 Can't Thoughts. Happen. This is what I meant to get to. Uh, he said, I heard one of the things said in the room, no one will confirm it, is that other teams know they can push us, ar- push us, push us around. Which I uh, hope it was one of the new guys. Oh, I'm sure it was. Um, and, and what was interesting, because you know, after, after Reeves spoke, on, this is still on Friday, Keefe says to the public, to the reporters, I hated everything about it. Mm-hmm. And he and Treliving both talked to the players uh, before the game on Saturday. And I, I think that's interesting because Sheldon A. Um, did not feel comfortable addressing the players this way last year. No. And in fact, what was interesting is B, if you remember his response after the game Thursday, he said, well, our response was scoring two goals. And that was the line from the organization from, I don't know, it, it's been, it's from, been the like, ba- from the days of Babcock. Yes. Babcock used to say that shit. We res- our, 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 our defense is our power play. Right. Or our response is our power and play. And what they found out in the playoffs is you don't get the calls. Yeah. So it's not a really good response. Also, what if you don't score in the power play, stupid? Yeah, exactly. Like, and so ugh. I think, I also think scoring two goals to tie it up as, as your a response and then losing is not a response. And, and, I, and I, I'm so glad that at least somebody in charge, listen, I don't agree with all the moves that Treliving has made so far. None of them have worked out that well. But at least somebody in charge isn't gaslighting us into saying, oh yeah, no, that's a good strategy. Yeah. No, because I felt like before I was like, am I crazy? Like this, this doesn't seem, what, what do you mean that's the response? This has been going on for years. And like, we got to have a core four discussion because we can rant about them, but also uh, they, the team has 30 five goals i think and the core four forwards plus riley have i think it's 28 of them Mm -hmm. like it's it's preposterous no one else is scoring but we got a little glimpse behind the curtain uh that uh amazon documentary Mm -hmm. sheldon keith called his team out in the press pretty sure it was mitch and or austin who were who were sour about it um maybe a couple other guys keith says to spezza at a practice, he goes, I hear some guys uh, are uh, pretty mad at me. And Spezza goes, you'd be right. So there's another vet, another guy who comes in for a flash in the pan. He's got to rah-rah the troops. He's got to be the coach's liaison. He retires and now he's gone. And, you know, last year it was who? Like it, every year... We get a team dad. We get an old guy who goes, come on, kids, and cuts the crusts off their sandwiches. And we get a designated tough guy. And it's the same shit. And we don't notice it as much because the depth is usually better at scoring. Mm -hmm. But the depth is, A, not performing as well as it usually does. And, B, the coach has temporarily lost his mind and ruined the third line. Yes. It, well, we will talk about those things. It appears he has uh, found it again. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, listen, if Leaf fans feel, uh, or it, it sounds like Leaf fans uh, hate this team right now, uh, they do. It sucks. Like, it's not just that it's soft. It's that it's bad. They're soft and bad. That's not a team worth cheering for. You can be bad, but tough, and people will be like, well, there's a purpose here. You can be soft, but good, and people go, goals, yippee. 
You can't be both. And the Leafs were soft but good most of the last few years, right? Yeah, and, and there were some yippee tolerated moments. it. Yeah. And then the playoffs come and they get mad and we cool down over the summer and the regular season starts again and we go we just forget everything. Like we just we had two options. Be miserable for 82 games until the playoffs arrived or just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Right? Any criticism while they're 20 games above 500 sounded absolutely ridiculous. Playoffs arrive. Fart. Yeah. The the biggest issue I had with all the stuff that came out of uh, the Boston game and then into Saturday and then and then after Saturday was that Saturday night they were the second best team on the ice. Like I think with the better goalie. With yes. the, yeah, I think I think Wall played. He played okay. Well, like by goal saved above expected. Uh, I think it was according to Sport Logic. Devin Levi was something like negative one and a half. Wall allowed five, and he was expected to allow five based on the quality of chances that Buffalo got. Right. So they got a hat trick, had the better goalie, had home ice advantage, lost. Yeah, and you suck. And the thing about the Leafs on Saturday is there was there was no there was a complete lack of offense because you broke it down perfectly where in the LFR where it was, yeah, you, it was a hat trick by Matthews and a breakaway by Marner, and that was the only the only offense they could muster up, and that's a problem when a team like Buffalo, like we thought going into the year that the Leafs would be a better team than them, you they know. Didn't even and, have a good game you you get into a matchup on saturday night and you're like oh buffalo's just as good the leafs here and they played better that night so what do we have here we have a team that's not very good they're not as good as we thought and they don't have the toughness and i'm so much more concerned about the lack of offense at the least than i am about the toughness like that for me should be on the back burner for true living because you need to figure out to you got to get a good team first yeah before you can worry about getting to the playoffs you need to get there like we don't need the toughness if your team can't score goals and can't compete with the team like Buffalo. You, you just reminded me of a funny moment from the stream uh, because I could hear producer Drew in my headphones and just mid-game he goes, is JJ Paterka sick? <laughs> like he wasn't aware of his game. Yeah, he's oh, like, dude, he was, I was like, not aware yeah, of your game. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. He was one of the best players on the ice. <laughs> yeah. No, he was fantastic. No, there's, there's no, you can't say that the Leafs were the best team on the ice on Saturday. I think that is the biggest concern out of not beating so, up Brad Marchand. And this, you know, I've been a, I've been a little hard on Dubas, but I think that we saw time and time again, they Kyle Dubas would step step up to the plate, pay these guys, go to bat for these guys, and they'd kick him in the teeth. There were I, I think if you were to give Kyle Dubas some truth serum, he expected more out of out of some of these players that have been around a long time than he got mm-hmm. at certain points. Uh, and I don't need to go through the specific examples, but I think you know what I'm talking about, right? And I think what Brad Living found out is, I'm going to go in, I'm going to address the players, I'm going to establish a, a boundary. And what happens? The Leafs go out against the Sabres, they score a lot, they allow a lot, and they allowed a lot right after they tied it up. And, and, and a lot of that's coaching. There's no agreed. A and we can talk about coaching. that. I'm saving the coaching thing, but I, I let's focus on the players. I there has to be a, a stat on this somewhere. The Leafs, as a fan, seem to come from behind more than most teams. They are really good at tying the game up. What I would love for the Leafs to do is jump out to a two-nothing lead. I saw and they do that? I saw. Well, that'd be nice. I saw a stat. Matthews has 11 goals. I think 10 of them are game tying. Um, the next closest person in the league. He's something like four game tying goals ahead of the next closest person. And people were like, well, that's clutch. What if? Yeah, but you know well, what? Well, yeah, yeah but, I guess. But how about dominant? How about we like dominant? Yeah, dominant well, means this, you, and, you, and this you, isn't on him. No, it's 100%. It's not yeah. a him. But wouldn't it be nice if Matthew scored goals and he wasn't tying it up? He was just dominating? Yeah. What and, if <laughs> What if he, it wasn't Matthews and his band of merry men? Like, what if these yeah. guys were able to fucking get it done? And like, it, Callie, 
Kelly Yarncroke, I like I respect the player. Um, I think he does a lot of things on this team. What are you not ashamed as a left winger on this team that guy's in your spot? Consider retirement. It might be time. Like if five and a half million, Tyler! Five and a half! And it's Kelly Yarncroke on the top line? I'm just about done with him. Well, it just doesn't seem like he cares. I, 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 and he said, reporters Never asked cared. him on Friday, they said, are you healthy? And he's like, 100%. So oh, it's whether a, he is or not, I don't know. That wasn't his most noteworthy quote. What was his Seems most? Seems like a great guy. What was his note, noteworthy quote? Oh, when, when uh, they were talking about uh, the Marchand laughing thing, he's like, I'm not going to explain myself. Thanks, Tyler. Real likable. You're going to last long here. Well, I think he lost the fan base with that. You can win him back, but I think a lot of people are pretty pissed about that moment. I don't know. You should be mad. I don't know if he makes it to Christmas. Um, Now, (laughs) it's interesting because, you know, when I see a championship team, I look at Vegas, I look at Colorado, the last two championship teams. They regularly, excusing Colorado from this weekend against Vegas, um, but they regularly get out to leads and hold them. Mm Mm-hmm. If the Leafs get out to a lead, you know they're not going to hold it. No. If the other team gets out to the lead, a, uh, a lead, you know the Leafs can tie it. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that's the thing. The thing was always with this team. The DNA was, well, they can always tie it. What, man? No, man. How about they just fucking win? Well, like, and I, I don't, I, I don't understand why it has to be this gigantic drama. Come from behind. Last two minutes. Now we're going to turn it on. They have fallen into that trap, and you cannot tell me that they don't. I don't they even do. know about the Leafs' ability to hold a lead. Like, uh, because they never I'm have tra- it. I'm trying to think of like, who have they really run over this year? They, they who had- have they run over ever? Well, that's a good point. There's it's rare. It's a rare time, even against not good teams that the Leafs just dominate. There was All a right. game where they were up something like seven, one on the devils a few years ago. And I think it ended like seven, five, like you're sitting there like they're, they're going to fucking tie it. So in terms of, time spent leading for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, what you're feeling for this season is true. They are 25th in the league in time wow. in, in the lead. So they're they're right near the bottom of the, the half of the teams. But last, God, Frost, year, man. last year, they did spend a lot of time in the lead. They were uh, only behind the Bruins, Hurricanes, Avalanche, Oilers, okay. and then the Leafs yeah, they were in great. terms of time yeah. spent in they the still lead. F- I, I just... Ugh. So what is it this year? Can, can you please last uh, this year? I'll tell you uh, how much time they spend on average uh, during the game oh in the lead. God. It is four, 13 minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, the only teams behind them are the Flames, Canadians, Hurricanes, who are off to a terrible start. Wild Capitals, Blackhawks, Sharks. Like all, all almost all the teams below them are miserable the sharks i can't believe the number isn't zero the, the, um, yeah, it's shocking yeah by the way the the leafs are behind the ducks the duck well the like ducks the, are almost, the, six the, the ducks are hot like, yeah. they're hot <laughs> yeah they're hot like dude calgary is <laughs> the leafs are only six seconds up on them but like they're having the sort of start where you're like oh they might have to blow it up the Canadians are rebuilding. The Hurricanes are having a truly uncharacteristic start. And they're seven and five, and they have 14 points, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're like, the Hurricanes are so bad, they're second in the division. They couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> no, they're brutal. Uh, the Wild, I did not know were this bad. Philip Gustafson's been a huge letdown yeah. for them. The Caps are a bo- they're barely, they're an AHL team outside of Ovechkin. They're, uh, they're awful. Terrible. The Blackhawks are watchable, the but Blackhawks. awful. And the Sharks, awful. Like, d- that's. Th- 
it in that's, terms of teams below them. That's the tier the Leafs are in right now in terms of time spent in the league. The Oilers are catastrophic, and they're f- like five minutes up on them. On average. Mm-hmm. Even the, the, Blue- Preds, the Preds have... Blue Jack. Who the hell plays for the Preds? Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly, apparently. Hat, Holy shit. Hat trick, That's Riley. point of game, O'Reilly, for you. He's been oh, great. Man. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He has. Um, and, and Son of a gun. So, so <laughs> this, this is not... We can agree that this is not w- uh, the way championship teams play. And there's parts of the Leafs' DNA that are exacerbated this year because you have a new GM who wants to do things differently and uh, didn't get the depth scoring done uh, the way that Dubas perhaps would have. I don't know that these these same players would have been signed and Dubas would have been here. That said, I'm open to them, and I'm open to them still. I know what kind of player Bertuzzi can be. I know what kind of player Domi can be. I think we know what Klingberg is. But I want to talk about Sheldon Keefe and the ways he's coached, and I want to start with with something, okay? Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've said all I can say on David Camp starting overtime. <laughs> I know I'm right. Stop telling me I'm not. No, I, oh, no. I, I, Adam, Adam Camp's the only one who can win a faceoff. And, and Austin right. Matthews is, the, right. is like the top five player in the world, and you're not going to put him out there. If you can't put Austin Matthews out in overtime, then why did you resign him? Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. He's the first. He's the he's the best center on most teams in this league. Adam is not wrong. Adam is not wrong. Here's another one. He went Keith. 0 for 11 against the Bruins in faceoffs. I know. What the, him and John have lost their faceoff touch. I don't know what the fuck is going on. That, <laughs> that's why the numbers tell Sheldon Keefe, like... That's still stupid. Put Austin, him out there. He's Austin the, Matthews is abominable in the faceoff circle. Okay, but so what? So yeah. is Kampf. I'm just I'm giving some some leash okay. to Sheldon. I, I I have to tell you though, I would if you were Sheldon, I would say to you, okay, but who's more likely to regain their touch? Mm-hmm. Kampf yeah. or Matthews? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know Tavares is slower, so overtime's maybe not for him. But Austin Matthews, you put him out there in every situation all the time. He's 25 or 26. He's playing insane hockey. You do it. It's overtime. It's for the win. I, I mean, this is probably missing the point. I'm surprised they don't use Gregor more. Like, he might be the fastest guy on the team. 100%. Um, Sheldon Keefe said after the game on, against Buffalo that it was as exhausted as he's ever seen a defensive core. Max Lejoie, who he dressed played four and a half minutes yeah and i mean it wasn't a great four and a half minutes but why is he playing this? part of the reason they might be tired is uh they've played three games with five defensemen due to injuries and uh maybe should have got uh somewhat upset when one of them got a high ankle sprain (laughs) in the first period now Ryan Reeves isn't exactly an effective five-on-five player, and we know like he's been on the ice for eight goals against. He's a negative. It's bad. He's on. It, it is. I was open to it. I am now. I'm pretty well, sure I'm down the road on this. Isn't working. But I think the fourth line works better if it play is played the way it was meant to be played, which is David Kampf centering it. No. Well, here uh, let me let me be bold. Uh, Ryan Reeves can't be on this team. Okay. It's over. Um, and I'll tell you why. Through the first two games, I was so bullish on him because he comes in with this big PR campaign. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And if I was there, I would have. And then what does he do? In the first two games, he runs over absolutely everybody. Yeah. Runs them over, gets into two fights that were not instigated by him, handles himself pretty well. I mean, the Jack I won, everyone's like, fucking owned him. He tripped over the net. Shut up. But then the Marcus Felino one, he's running over everyone. And then... I'm done now. Packed it in. Three-year contract, he gave you two games. He gave you two games. That's it. That's all. So I was begging for Camp to be taken off the third line 
So he can be a $2.4 million fourth line center with Ryan Reeves on the right wing? No, it doesn't work. So get off my team. Like, it's we're 10 games into a three-year contract. I'm done. I, I can imagine, I see that it doesn't work. I can imagine uh, a camp Gregor plus someone else working. Yeah, and like, uh, you, you put the blinders on for a guy when he does the thing you brought him in to do. Everyone's like, ah, oh, Ryan Reeves' numbers. And I'm like, dude, shut up. I... I ignore those things because of the things that he does. But now that he's not doing those things, I'm like, oh, so you're just sort of a bad player on this team <laughs> and should probably not be in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Because like you're one of the toughest guys. But the real let's you get don't to the do it. Let's get to the real crux of the problem though. Yeah. Sheldon Keefe was stapling Nyes, Domi, and Kampf together. And well, it's, it's part not of the problem though. Working. Well, it's not working at all. And and what's what was interesting is that Domi plays center. He does, and uh, they're finally going to go to that tonight. Robertson is up. Yep. And it looks like Nyes won't be playing with them. I think it'll be Yarncroak with them. Nyes looks to be playing. The line rushes yesterday. Keith is, is going to have the blender out. Yeah, first line was Nyes, yeah, yeah. Nyes Matthews Martin, which first looks line Nyes, good. Yeah. Last playoff, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I like Nyes on that first line. I, I think it's taken a little bit too many games to get there. You know, yeah. We should have been there a little, little earlier with how Bertuzzi was playing. But I think Nyes is going to really succeed there. And then um, that third, like Domi, I don't know if I trust him at center. Like it's it's, well, oh, you it's good to try it, but I don't know if it's going to go well. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, we have to see. Yeah. Like it needs an identity, right? Like if they're a defensive liability, but they score goals, I can live with that. But what <laughs> Are was... Are they going to score goals? What, what, well... I have more faith they'll score goals with Domi in the middle and whoever the hell on his wings. I have no faith that uh, the bar line is going to score where Domi and Nyes are trying to talk over each other uh, with this defensive black hole in the middle. Yeah. Like, it's not just that Camp isn't great uh, offensively. He's been terrible this season in every role that I've seen him in. No matter who's on the ice, he looks fucking lost out there. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird because this has been, like, he's been a really valuable player. You can talk about the signing and the amount of money, the years, whatever. He's been a valuable player for this team. So Domi in the middle, I assume with Robertson and Yarncroak. Mm -hmm. That's all right. Bunch of guys who can skate really fast. Yarncroak's your babysitter, you know, maybe dig in the corner a little bit. Like it, it feels like there's some versatility there. Whereas that Camp Nice Domi line, it like it was bad on paper. It was bad. The idea of it was bad. It was mm -hmm. a bad idea, and then you put it on the ice for several straight games, and it got worse and worse every time I watched it. It's a large reason why they lost games. Like they didn't even need to necessarily be bad, but they were a non-option for a goal mm -hmm. in games where you needed them. So Austin had to do everything, and John and Willie, Willie and yeah. uh, Mitch, and uh, like, and maybe that's the gig. But like, we know how this team has to win games. The core four is going to do their thing. If they get hot, you're likely to win. If they get cold, you're likely to lose. Fine, that's the decision they made. Sleep in that bed, whatever. You have to have two lines beneath them that are options. That are and capable. neither of them are. Yeah. You yeah. can't even put them on the ice. You can't even put them on the ice. Yeah. And that's, you're right. that's They're the, terrible. That's the problem. And I think I think when we um, um I'd a million percent prefer Lafferty to Reeves. Like I, I know Holy shit. So listen, so Reeves Reeves is getting the lion's share of the attention. Uh 
we knew he wasn't an effective player five on five. We knew he wasn't that effective. We thought maybe he would just be meaner and leave the opponents with some more bruises. What I can't nope. understand Liar. is why Bertuzzi, Domi, Nyes, Kampf, Holmberg haven't been able to figure it out. And and I I I give Domi a little bit more leeway than I give Bertuzzi because Domi has been stapled to David Kampf. He's the where only offense, guy I give a mulligan. Where yeah. offense goes to die. Yeah. And him and Nyes did have connected a couple goals. And I do and I feel like listen, if Nyes is also not performing, who I know is a good player, uh, and Domi had a great playoff last year, I feel like yeah, that's there's something wrong with that line. To me, the 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 Bertuzzi question is even bigger than the Klingberg one. You have you either have to get Bertuzzi going somehow, some way, and it's amazing the amount of Detroit fans yeah, that to, have reached to out. To the airport. Well, Detroit fans are reaching out all the time. They're like, "Listen, I loved watching him play, but it was time for him to go for these same reasons." I guess this is something they saw. But the I, the Bertuzzi that we saw in Boston was the one I was so excited. 10 about. points in 7 games. He was an animal and you know it's there. What happened? No, but like what, what more do you want than Marner and Matthews on on next to you on the ice? I don't know. They get, getting the Tavares Nylander. Give getting Bertuzzi going is how you get any player on the Leafs going is you match them up with Matthews and Marner and that'll supposed to get them going and he had all this runway with them and nothing clicked. He's been every bit as futile as Nick Ritchie and twice as expensive. Wow. What a disappointment. What a disappointment. Mm -hmm. I yeah. like I really he could have underachieved and still been effective if he had six points right now I don't know what he's at I know he has two oh. goals but like like assists like playmaking like what the fuck he never has the puck he can't carry it I cannot believe how slow he is um like what a disappointment this is about as disappointed as I've ever been in a free agent signing that deal is so much too you know, 5.5 5, 5, 5. 5. 5. or 5.9? 5. 5.5. 5. 5. 5. Well, it's it's only it's for the one, one year. year. It's only for the one year, which thank goodness it is. But like, because you look at David Kampf and, and Ryan Reeves, and those two guys are the two and three most locked up forwards outside of Austin Matthews. At what point? You know, at apparently least, you can't put Reeves down no. in minors or something too. Like yeah. Some sort it's of not, cool. it's not like variable cool. like the way we've been saying. It's not just doesn't work like that because it's, it's a, a plus 35, 35 plus contract. Oh, so Bradley. you can't just get rid of it. And these three signings are a disaster and they have been so far and they, they have to find a way to figure it out like I think that's why David Kampf is getting so much trial here and they're trying to get him going because he's locked up for four years and it's 2.4 million dollars and they need that money to work out true yeah. start is as you know let's not mince words it's been a disaster yeah mm, and, yeah, and, and, and you know, the disaster. analytics people are 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 taking their like like the the people who do the numbers run the numbers who are like, this is shit, this is bad. Um, they're right, and they're taking their victory yeah. lap. Yeah. Steve, when was the last time a Leafs forward outside of the core four scored a goal? Well, because the last guy outside of the core four to score was Mark Giordano in yep. the Nashville game. Um, I don't know the answer, by the way. You I'm, don't I'm know. Ask, oh, I'm can you look it up? You. Yeah. Okay, I'll so look it up go to the Nashville game because we know it was at least then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, did Yarncroak get one? Bertuzzi got one at some point. Like, there's two guys who take up spots in that top six. It The answer should automatically be them. It and it's not. It wasn't the Nashville game. Oh, my. Will, Willie and Geo scored that game. <laughs> so what was the game before that? It'll have to be that game. It was the Stars game on October 26. Tyler Bertuzzi scored. That was like a tip-in from the slot, I think. The last time a lease forward outside of the core four scored a single goal 
was October 26th. Well, how many games wow. was that? Five? Uh, that's, yeah, since they've played the Predators, the Kings, the Bruins, the Sabres. Yikes. Like, this is... Oh, come on. That's a disaster. Like, you one, know, like what... <laughs> What drove me nuts with Dubas is they would get these players, plug them into the spot, and they would never be able to retain them. At least he got them. And for nothing. <laughs> like, at Plante, least he got Plante them. Plante was making less than a million dollars. Oh, Brad, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, like, and and so, uh, I mean, there's it's pretty clear that the Leafs had no game plan in losing Ryan O'Reilly. They they knew they thought that they had him. No, they didn't have a game plan because they fired the general manager right before the fucking draft. Which we pointed out might be a problem. And well, hey, you know what? We're going to move some pieces around so that, you know, we're going to trade off of the core four and uh, that way we're going to be able to improve the rest of the lineup. Oh, so you want to get rid of Willie? Well, no, I don't want to get rid of Willie. That's the only one without trade protection, asshole! It's the only one! And I'm pretty sure he still has a modified one. Mm -hmm. Marner, full no move, July 1st. We told you. We told you this was the issue we told you that was the guy you didn't do it so lay in your bed i don't give a shit you weren't able to find people to fill out the cushiest jobs in the national hockey league this should be easy brad fuck well, and I think, I, I think I you're think using you're, the wrong name. I think you're blaming the wrong person. You're blaming the wrong guy. Brendan Shanahan is the common denominator in all this. This is this is not. If a, we pointed that out it, too. It falls right. To pointed the top. that out too. This is not a Brad Trillin no. team. He's been Wh here. Why? For, Brad's been here for an hour. We can't why? blame him for this. Why does a team that has had Brendan Shanahan as its president for a decade, a guy who was part of the famed blood feud? between the Red Wings and the Avalanche. Why does his general manager need to have a, game, uh, a, a meeting 10 minutes into a season to remind their hockey players to play hockey? I cannot believe a person who was involved in that thing with historical significance in the National Hockey League. I cannot believe someone who was involved in that is the president of this hockey team. If, if I was new to the sport, I would have never believed you. The way he runs his hockey team is not the way he played on the ice. Yes. And this he, is what we said. Brendan Shanahan what we is, said in May. Brendan Shanahan is very good at doing what the board wants and making the money. Oh, they love him. And he's not necessarily great at putting a great hockey team now, on, on the ice. And we know for a fact that he's been in charge of many of the decisions that have gone on with this team. And well, when you're his, Dubas couldn't do anything when you're running below by. him as a general manager, you have to go to him to get approval for big deals. I look at this... <laughs> And uh, I know that Brad has has not. I think Brad didn't realize how how um, how weak need the Leafs could be when they were pushed around. I think he saw it for the first time against Boston. Another and and you know what? I'll be I'll be honest with you. I think Dubis and Channy deserve a ton of blame for that. Mm -hmm. That is something that was an uh, an organizational centerpiece. We we kill them with our power play. Okay, unless we're in the playoffs and we don't get a power play or because their power play has always been pretty effective. There was like one year where it was bad, but most of the time it's top five. But then what does Dubas do at the deadline last year? He brings in Nolachari, Ryan O'Reilly. Hit. Um, Jake McCabe. Jake McCabe was hit, I would say. Yeah. He, we, he, he doesn't really own this. They, sure miss, the they sure miss him now. Sure do. Simone Benoit is going to make his least debut tonight. Fuck my life. Right? 
everyone he brought in was a hit, and they all left. He took one of them with him. Yeah, Achari kills me the most. Easily but, kills me but the I, most. But I started this by saying I think that they didn't have a, a plan because they, they offered Ryan O'Reilly the same contract. He went to Nashville on the same amount of money. I think that they were in on Shen until the number went over three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they also, didn't. Well, or went to 275. No, I yeah, think they no, were like, they, they were like, they that's backed too much. out on the Shen deal. They did. They were like, that's, they got too, that's too rich for Luke Shen. And, and I get that. Yeah. And then they went after Radko Gudis, and he's like, no, I'd rather stay in the war. No, I played you fucking loser. Yeah, I don't want to have to never join you. Carry that. I'm going to go to the Ducks so we can and, get, and have them be better than you. We can get mad at the players. You can get mad at Brad. But this organization was literally brought up. These young players were literally brought up on do nothing. <laughs> when someone pushes you, you do nothing and you wait for the ref to make the call. You know what's Which crazy I'm about shocked that? about because it what has brought into light is how bad NHL officiating is. Yeah, but you know you know what's crazy about that? No. That's not true at all. 100% it's true. Marner was a London Knight. Yeah, but he the, doesn't play London Knights the hockey. NA, it's the NHL, man. The, no. the NHL, the, you know what I'm talking no, about. No, no, I do. I do. Like know in the NHL, about. that's what the Leafs told them to do. Right. No, no, I get that. But like, that's not London Knights hockey. No. The London Knights have produced some of the most prolific shitheads this league has seen over the last decade and a half. It's true. Dave Boland, Corey Perry, Brandon Prust, uh, like Easton Cowan is kind of like <laughs> that guy plays like a London Knight. Yeah. They right? do have a brand. Don't, okay. What? No, no, Calm no. Down. No, no, no. I know I'm not comparing Easton Cowan to those guys. <laughs> he but is he's Corey Perry. The Don't next list Corey those Perry. names and then throw at Easton Cowan. Easton, no, no, but he's, he's like the guy exam. who's on the team right now. Yes. Who plays like a London Knight. Oh, yeah. Max Domi. Corey Perry and Easton Cowan. Same thing. Well, he I also said Brandon Press. He was, he was trying to give a recent example. I get yeah. it. I get yeah. it. I don't. Like, dude, he doesn't. That's, that's. You think Dale Hunter? Taught him do nothing? No. And Mark? That Dale was, and Mark Hunter. That was Mark Hunter w- was on the Leafs when he was drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Leafs have never played London Knights hockey. Never. And and So what know, are you gonna do? And the thing is, is that, you know, again, it it, it as much as like there were certain players who claimed they didn't see what happened to Lilligren, this is what pissed me off. There was the score was zero zero when Lilligren went down. And then they let in a goal. So okay, so you you're on the ice. You didn't see Lilligren go down. So then then what they'd have you. And this is this is literally Sheldon Keefe actually mentioned this in the press conference. And I hit the roof because, okay, so then you go to the intermission. You know Lilligren's out and injured. Mm-hmm. And then you can look at one of the 45 iPads every team, and you could <laughs> don't tell me that they didn't know going into the second period what happened. No, they got the Instagram app installed. They know. So updated their Sorry, story. Man, they up, they know. They know. And I and they well, came and, out flat. It just drives me nuts. What about Reeves' quote? Which one? About never being on the ice with Marshand. Yeah, because they and got the said, last shift. He said it's because the last change. It, good save, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's why you were never on this. No, you can't, ice we can't play you. With Brad Marshand. Also, who gives a shit? Grab someone else. Grab then. someone else. Yeah. That's how it's always, always, always worked. Oh, Steve, that's terrible. That's how it's always worked. Don't tell me shit. That is how it's always worked. Yes, if you can get the guy who did it, grab him. And after X amount of time, welp, consolation prize. John Scott, we we keep going back to this. It's a preseason game, and I remember the names. He sees Jamie Devan out there for the Leafs. Jamie Devan was fucking huge. He was sixth. 
four or five, 230, 240. He was known as like one of the toughest guys in the OHL, graduates to pro. John Scott sees him and he says, if you're going anyone tonight, you're going me. One of the Sabres, if I remember correct, challenged Devan to a fight and Devan fought him. Shouldn't have. Because John Scott, the tenured NHL vet, said, if you're going anyone, you're going me. He went someone else and guess what? Devan cold cocked the guy. Knocked him out. I don't even remember who it was. So Scott, next play, did Randy Carlisle the courtesy of saying, whoever you throw out next to me, I'm going. So Randy threw out Phil Kessel. So Randy, being not a good coach, a moron. throws out Phil Kessel. So Scott goes, well, yep. and then he goes him. Yep. And then... David Clarkson gets suspended for 10 games, divisional rival. Like, like they should hang his jersey from the rafters in Buffalo. They really should. Like, oh, yeah, they didn't send Marshan at the... Gives a fuck! Trent Frederick, I think, would try to fight a lamppost if he could. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't have... <laughs> yeah, Honestly, there are other people on Boston. I, other I people bet, play for I them. Bet, I bet somewhere right now, there's just no cameras around... Trent Frederick is beating the shit out of a car like Street Fighter Probably. because he just likes fighting. He just likes going. Trent Frederick is a great hockey. He is. Yeah, he's a big really. fan you of his game. Gone anyone? I think Ryan anyone? Reeves and Tyler Bertuzzi are slowly, slowly realizing that it's it's difficult to play in Toronto because we watch these things like we a watch hawk. the games. Like oh, a hawk, oh. though. No, but we watch these games. Like, I'm not saying other fan bases don't, but, like, it's 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 one of the intense markets. There's a number of these in the league where we're watching every single play, and you can't get away with stuff like that because the fan base is real tough on you here. Bertuzzi and these, played and those, for the, the Red Wings and Bruin! And those quotes there don't fly in this. Well, I mean, that but Red, I Wings, think Red Wings fans are reaching out and saying, this is who he yeah, is. Yeah, they were not. They were tough on him there, too. And I think there's, there's higher expectations with this team right now because they're trying to win. The Red Wings were not trying to win when he was on the team. Oh, they were true. they were in their rebuild and now it's kind of turning around. Great start to the season. But like he was there in Boston and he performed, you mm -hmm. know? And then now he's in Toronto in this situation and he does that laughing thing on the bench. I'm sure he didn't expect to be asked about it after in post game and at well, the then next practice and it's a whole storyline. Then, then he's new and you know? he doesn't he's, get he's it. Not, he's not I, that clever. Though. I hope now like, okay, they've been through this for the first couple, the first month of the season. They're going to get their stuff together because it is a long season. 70 games left. So many games. 71 games left, I should be exact. There's time to figure this out. It's just they need a lot of changes because the offense isn't good. The defense yeah. is lackluster. The goaltending is still figuring itself out, and they're not tough. So, like, every aspect of the game they're struggling at right now. You know so, what? So, you, you've, you've turned me. I've, five and a half is not enough for Tyler Bertuzzi to deal with this shit. Pour one out for Tyler. Um, Sorry, I uh, get, get I off my hockey team. I've never seen. What I was saying a, at all. Let's move on. No, no, I know. No, I'm just being a dick <laughs> okay. because uh, because yeah. it was bullshit. Because he deserves be it. Uh, yeah. I've like we talk about the passion. Oh, I've never seen someone with less. Yeah, I, no, nobody wants 100%. to be here. That, that is the thing with Toronto fans. Is that we we get so much of that? I don't want to be here. Ryan O'Reilly flat out did not want to play in Toronto. Okay, he said it was blown out of proportion. Of course he did. He didn't want to play in this market. Lots of players don't. It was blown and out as of Torontonians, as Leaf fans across North America, we're kind of like, good. If you don't want to play here, don't sign here. Mm -hmm. Because really, if you are here and you play well, you're a god. 
there are people with statues who didn't win anything in the playoffs outside of the arena right fucking now. And I have to tell you, it is amazing when these players do amazing things, how long and how much longevity you have Mm. afterwards. Mm. Bertuzzi, as far as I'm concerned right now, I knew he didn't, when he signed here, he didn't want to be here. It's abundantly clear he doesn't give a shit. And I thought the one motivation he would have playing in Toronto for a year is that you get to play with Marner and Matthews and you you put up a bunch of points and get a ridiculous contract next year. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought would be the motivation. Apparently, even that's not enough. And And that's the shocking Ryan Reeves wanted to play here. And I think he's still shocked by, I don't think Ryan Reeves expected to be have a microphone in his face post game with like the biggest quote of the year he's, coming he's, out of his mouth. He's I don't think he expected that. He's thirty seven. Get a clue. You've never played here. The the dude played two great games and sold us a monorail. Yep. <laughs> like what a bunch of snake oil. Mm-hmm. But now I just don't believe they got it. they got time to get their their stuff they, together. They, and that's the great thing. Plenty of there's time. so many games. Yeah. Now I will say this: a couple of interesting good good facts lost in the loss, which is something that happens with the Leafs, is Matthews is the sixth fastest player ever to get three hat-tricks in a season. He is the first one to do it since the early 1920s. A couple of the names ahead of him are Odie Cleghorn and Babe Dot. Odie Cleghorn. One of the greatest names in National Hockey League history. The discussion that we just had, like, do you realize the Leafs break a franchise record every week? Mm-hmm. With Matthews is no on a cares. Matthews is on a faster goal scoring pace than Alexander Ovechkin, who's going to break the all time goal scoring record. No, he's the best player that's ever played like, for the Leafs. I love Austin. Stupid. Ever. I, I I I love him. I love him. And he's completely wasted. Well, he's not completely wasted. No. There 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 is time to turn this around, and I think that. Oh yeah, Brad. I do have some faith in Brad. I know I shouldn't, but I do have some faith. You have in this faith guy. in Brendan. I, well, that's that's a little I, bit shaken at the moment. Should, there should be a disclaimer for the show. It, it uh, actually doesn't take place in the future. Just wanted to get that. Yeah, that's great. No, and also, like, I always, <laughs> when we're hard on the least, people are like, you don't even like them. I'm like, is that your defense? Yeah, that's why we spent an I hour my, talking about them. I've, I've built my career. I left my career of 15 years to talk about this team, a career I was really fucking good at. Just to do this. Well, okay. I Calm love down. this team. Yeah. Calm down. I'm sorry. Know. I was pretty damn good. I don't know. Marner. I was more of a one Is already five, eighth. Well, I don't blame you there. <laughs> Most people are. Uh, Marner is already eighth on at the lead. Bad turnovers at the blue line. Yeah, I did have a lot. No. Is he not? Uh, no, that's that? Klingberg. Uh, no, oh, and Marner. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. At his own blue line. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, Marner, eighth on the Leafs' all time scoring list, just pulled ahead of Bob Pulford. Already eighth on the Leafs' all time How scoring list. How are they second in cups? How? Like, I know they were part of the original six. Well, because they won a bunch of cups. They were the second best team in the original six, and even that's unbelievable. Yeah, they won a bunch when there weren't teams. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) That's when, when, like, back when the Chicago Blackhawks ownership wouldn't let their games on TV because they were afraid people wouldn't go. Also, TVs hadn't been invented. No, no, they had. But uh, uh, some of it. When was t- where were TVs invented? Well, in the in the forties is when they were kind of after World War II is when everybody sort of got one. When okay, yeah. and then when was the least first cup? Oh, it was in the in the teens. But I'm, yeah. I'm talking about like most of their cups came. How after many pre the first cups TV? Did the Leafs have? the first TV was 1927. Okay, Stanley yeah, cups. but like the the Wait. when they were popularized and put into most homes, it was post World War II. Okay, so Adam, Gosh, what's darn. your what's your uh, what's your like year you're given? Forty six. Forty six. No, I'm gonna say forty seven. Oh, by Price, the way, Price is right. Have you guys ever seen those TikToks where people are like, "I wish that I was born in this decade because I would dress like this." And no, somebody, you don't. <laughs> somebody put in the 1940s and everybody stitched it, and we're like, uh, uh, "Hey, tell you what, you'd uh, be wearing fatigues. Wear those clothes now." Yeah, you no can, one will stop you. Yeah. 
2023. No one will even look at you funny. No, it's you wear whatever you want. Oh, the please. Leafs have cups in 17, 18, 21, 22, 31, 32, 44, 45. Most of their cups came after TV. So what year are you saying? I said 46. Okay, so they got one, two, three, four, five cups. It's Pre-TV? The only one where I think probably the majority <laughs> of people it, who Jesse. consumed it are the 60s cups. That's yeah. probably it. Yeah. 61, or sorry, rather, 62, 3, 4, and 7. Yeah. Out of um, 13. 32 thoughts today. This so, is how incomplete, by the way, this, this team is. By the way, somebody who I trust very much said the Leafs are two weeks away currently from a crisis. Cool. If this continues for two more weeks, there will be a crisis. Uh, so we'll see how they do in Sweden. I was about to say, uh, like, I might honestly be on the ground for like a trade or a firing. Uh, you were saying that, but nobody's getting fired in Sweden. Yo, imagine how funny <laughs> the plane ride would be. That'd be yeah. fucked no, up. But on the way back. That would be the most fucked up thing to ever happen in pro sports. Oh, oh man. You thought Gerard Gallant had a long ride home. Mm-mm. All right. Now, the other thing is that 32 thoughts this morning. Friedman said, I think they're looking for D. Now, we know that Trilliving Aren't we hates, all? hates the way. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, Trilliving hates the uh, the way the defense was was put together. Um, and uh, uh, Fried said this, you know, the one I can see is Zadorov, And I'll bet you this. If they can find a way to get Zadorov and Tanev, I bet you they do it. Here's Bert. Bert and Ernie? Uh, Bertuzzi. Oh, here's Bert. Oh, okay. I, if you can convince him to stay or like, like, dude, how do you afford that, Brad? Who are you getting rid of, Brad? Well, it'd have to be Bertuzzi. I, if he can sign, it would kind of make sense. Camp flames in that he... awful contract and then trade it. I might like buy a Boston Pizza franchise. If he wonder, if, I wonder if Calgary's interested in Reeves. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> um, dude! I would again. I would buy a Boston Pizza franchise. Yeah, but but something to keep in mind. Again, I'll repeat it. The Leafs are two weeks away from a crisis. That's what is being said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Zadorov and Tanev, do they change things that much? Certainly they change things. Do, does it make it better? I don't know. There was, I, I think it was the Nashville game uh, when they lost and we all kind of went, oh. No, as I said it was an annoying loss. Yeah, it was an annoying loss. But they had loss. come off some good wins and I thought, okay. Yeah, like we don't overreact to every loss, but now they're playing like shit. And if it's <laughs> and then too, and then they and then they had a their GM and their coach yelled at them and then they yeah. came out and played like shit again. Yeah, yeah. And so if it's two more weeks of playing like shit, it's not just that you're losing; it's how you're losing. Yes, the Leafs have fired coaches because they weren't winning right. Yes, Babs, well, um, Carlisle. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Carlisle, they like the they were in a playoff spot, but they're like, mm, no, you're a disaster. And then turns out they were correct. A hundred percent. Now um, the Leafs play Tampa tonight. Uh, we'll see how that goes. That's what you want to play when you want to break a slump, kids. 100%. So we got up and we played hockey this morning, didn't mm, we? We yeah. did. Yeah. And what did Jesse drink on the way to the rink? I had my AG1. That's right, he did. Why, and it Jesse? made him better. I, I hope so. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely know it made my gut health and my system better. I don't know if it made my hockey playing abilities better. Well, I don't know. 
I couldn't come up with something <laughs> nice to say. I you said, sorry. <laughs> so if you haven't heard of AG1, it's a foundational <laughs> nutritional supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support your whole body. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in a sim simple, drinkable habit so you don't have to have that gigantic pill box that my grandfather had for yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, it's I a little know. powder and it comes with an AG1 bottle and you pour the little powder in there. I usually, I do the water and then powder instead of powder and then water. You get eight to 10... Uh, uh, ounces of water in there, eight to twelve, sorry, and then you shake your bottle and you drink it, and you're good to go. I like to put ice cubes in it too because it breaks up the powder. That's shake weird. it up, no, you know, it's like no, a martini. That's weird, just kind of you know shaking nobody, it like a bartender. Needs ice cubes in their AG one. What, what? How do you do? <laughs> Bartenders, they shake their, they do the the figure eight shake. You know, this was a really Have good. Have you ever known that? Yeah. Anyway, okay. listen, check out AG one if you want to uh, if you want to sign up for it. We will give you, so AG one will give you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG one travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drink ag1.com slash sdp that's drink ag1.com slash sdp check it out uh another team in full-blown crisis mode is the edmonton oilers guys i got a question for you can anybody tell me edmonton's team save percentage oh man 861 jesse 889 864 wow wow 10 games Two wins, seven losses, one overtime loss. Can anybody tell me they've played 12? Here, to, sorry, to put that in perspective, 864, you said? Yeah. That's worse than Vesitoskala's worst year as a Leaf. There you go. That's team save percentage, too. Wow. Can you name the two teams ahead of them? There's, oh, like in terms of being worse? No, no. Like Edmonton is the worst in the league. Then, then who's 31st oh. and 30th? Edmonton has the worst save percentage in the entire league. It. And San Jose just allowed 10 goals in back to back games. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but they've been getting shelled so bad that their save percentage actually isn't that bad. Or at least it wasn't before. That doesn't the, make sense. Before the 20. So I'll say the Sharks <laughs> because I think those. <laughs> I think the Sharks because those two games screwed them. Okay. Their save percentage was fine heading into it. Um, and uh, Carolina for no good reason. Mm hmm. Carolina and San Jose. I, was, oh, now, hey. I, don't, I don't get it. Carolina eight six five. Sorry, Jess, I didn't let you guess, but no, uh, San Jose eight six nine. So even the Sharks, who have allowed twenty goals in two games, still have a point zero five point zero zero five better save percentage yeah. than the Edmonton Oilers. The, and guy, the Hurricanes just got Halak on a PTO to try and fix this issue. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, noted Allen Walsh client. Noted Allen Walsh. Client. We should ask him. See we, how it's going. We should. Oh. Um. Uh, is it Halak fall? But before uh, McKenzie got pulled, McKenzie Blackwood, they put in, or sorry, after rather, they put in a goalie whose last name is Krona. I forget his first name. Mm -hmm. The Sharks got him in a trade from Tampa. He was a Tampa draft pick. Mm. And I just wanted to say, I'm sorry to that goalie because that fucking sucks. Yeah. He was uh, drafted pre cup by the Lightning, and now he's on the Sharks. The the Oilers got beat up on the by the very mediocre like the Preds. I know they beat the Leafs and the Oilers, but like they're mediocre. They're five and six. Well, they, Ryan O'Reilly scored twice. They got their revenge after the Oilers killed them. Remember? Did you see the? No, I don't remember that. It was uh, the Oilers f began the season zero and two, and then they murdered the Preds, and we were like, "Oh, there's the Oilers." Oh, and yeah. And then yeah, they yeah. continued yeah. to be bad. Did you see the play where Ryan O'Reilly scored? Nobody noticed, and then he scored again. Yeah, he scored twice on the what? same shift. On the same play. Yeah, it was. Uh, what? Yeah, because it bounced. You know when it bounced. Off like the back of the, the back yeah. crossbar in the in the middle, and it came back out, and it looked like um they, he made a great save <laughs> on the play, and like it just stayed out, and then he goes around and he scores on that same shift, and then they go back and they take back and they saw it went in. The Oilers have two wins on the season. Mm -hmm. Yes, 
Okay, here's a stat for you. They only have one win indoors. <laughs> yeah, and they have no wins at home other than an outdoor game at home. What? So they don't have a win well, at Rexall Place yet? They don't have a win indoors at home. It's not Rexall anymore. It's Rogers Arena. My bad. Rogers Arena, yeah. Well, I, Or it's, it's Rogers Arena Vancouver. There's Rogers, Rogers Place. Rogers Place and Rogers Arena. Yeah. I think Rogers Arena is Vancouver and Rogers Place is Edmonton. You know what I'm, I never I'm glad they didn't make that you know what, confusing at all. You know all. what I never understood about Rogers buying all that? Why didn't you just call it a Sportsnet Arena and Sportsnet Place? Because that's your brand. <clears throat> it's weird, right? That's a great question, though. Don't you think? I don't, I don't the know. The Rogers Sportsnet Center? That's a great question. Shouldn't it be? I would want to promo that brand. It's ESN's whooping your butt here, guys. Come on. Adam, that, that's a great question. I don't know. Anyway. That it, right? um, that's I what I, I would do. No, because Sportsnet didn't buy the building. The naming they rights. bought the naming rights. Sportsnet didn't. Rogers. Yeah, Rogers owns Sportsnet. They yeah, but I, I think want. the paper transaction would have to be Sportsnet did it. You know? I'm just trying to guess. I, I don't... I well, I'm sure that Rogers would front Sportsnet the money to do it. No, but I don't, yeah, I think there's a lot of <laughs> maybe there's a not, lot of loopholes you got to climb there. That's true. I think they're they operate as different true. entities, but one pocket. You know what? Know? It's it's working in the I'm silos to, a little too much. To um, uh, there you Mc, go. Yeah. McDavid called it death by a thousand cuts, um, and I feel like yeah, man, same. Dude, you got uh, an unbelievable fairy tale comeback story out of Sam Gagne and still lost. Man, him scoring a couple goals, that's amazing. Oh, that team's in trouble. That team is in trouble. Kind of made me wish the Leafs had signed Sam Gagne. We yeah, could have lose that. it does, doesn't it? I swear to God, I was on that train for the longest time. Ugh. He's. It's funny with Sam Gagne is he never is able to get a contract, but when he does, he always produces. Like why? Why doesn't anyone have any faith in Sam Gagne? He's one of the best magic players of his generation. Like, not necessarily like one of the best players, but just as as soon as he flicks the switch, it's like flicking on a switch in the dark. It's it's gonna take you a while to find it, and then he turns it on. Eight points in a night. That dude got eight points on Corey Crawford one night. Wow. I'm pretty sure he has the Oilers franchise record, that. which is insane. I was at CBC that night, and we were just like, I want to say he didn't even score that early in the game, or he only had like one point heading into like the back half of regulation. Yeah, he had an eight-point night. Shit. It was stupid. Wow. They have so many weird records from a bad era of Oilers hockey. He had eight points in a night, and Ben Scriven set the all-time saves in a shutout record with 59 Wow. Because the Oilers got absolutely murdered <laughs> by the Sharks and won 3 nothing for some reason. Uh, another team that you, is... Oh, so before you move off the Oilers, oh, please. Uh, Connor Brown's situation is still interesting to watch because he was scratched. Uh, he took pregame warm-ups and then he was scratched on Saturday and they, they were 11-6 and six and they got to release him if they don't want to pay $3 million for next year's cap. So that's going to be fascinating Jeff to watch. Jackson was his agent yeah. for that. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, I wonder if he'll play. Mm. <laughs> I saw some guys from, I think it was Oilers Nation, saying like, listen... If you don't do this, Ken Holland, you're kind of a dick. Um, if you don't play him, because they, because he, they were saying, and I think they were right. Like he didn't have to sign here. Like, listen, and you signed him to that deal, and now you're gonna fuck him out of it. It would be a ruthless, awful decision of the Oilers to do that to Connor Brown, and the right one. Yeah, I think that's the game. That's yeah. the that's the sport you're playing. It's just these decisions are the toughest decisions alive because you're, he's affecting somebody's like personal life. You know, he's taking that paycheck away from him. But it's the right thing to do. He's got zero points. I think if you're the if you're an Oilers fan, the way you play this uh, has to be 
indignant hypocrite. <laughs> if if they cut brown, you gotta go fuck you. <laughs> and also, oh thank God. <laughs> you, you, gotta behind, you gotta be like that was, that Dude, was awesome. I feel bad. terrible. I, feel, for, bad. I yeah. feel terrible for Connor. I think he'll end up back on his feet. Mm-hmm. His pro career is not over. No. Um, but yeah, man, like. He, he How do you do it? He couldn't hang on the first line. He couldn't register a single point in his first nine games. It was a minus five. You know, it's not, it wasn't good. Like, it, it wasn't a good run with the Oilers. And I think to avoid a $3 million cap hit for next season, it's the right thing to do. He's not worth that at this point. Here's here's what could potentially happen. Oh, I don't know the ins and outs of his contract. We could potentially see, like, a mutual termination. Mm-hmm. And he can go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Because... I mean, because of the structure of his contract and how it's gone, he's just going to be a prisoner. I would love to see him. If they did a mutual termination, I'd love to see the Leafs take a shot. Absolutely. And you got to go, Connor. We can't give you those crazy bonuses. Uh, We can't give you the opportunity. Yeah. We like, dude, you uh, had no points in nine games. We can give you league men. We need somebody to play with Conf and Noah Gregor. Honestly, yeah. And like he'd be great someone, there. someone is going to want his services, yep. but you can't take on that contract. It does not make sense. No. So we might see a mutual termination. Yeah. you. Got, they should, like, they're going to cut him, I assume. And then, yeah, you let him go somewhere else. No team in the league is taking that contract. It doesn't also, make any sense. I, I do think that the league, when they do the next CBA, and I know they care about this and the PA would hate this, but there has to be better provisions for players that, that you know, like, other than a mutual termination that want to get cut. Like sometimes you do want to get cut for an opportunity. Like look what Zadina had to go through just to get a shot. He had to terminate his deal. Yeah. And it's, it seems like, I feel like there's a better, like waivers is not the answer. Like there's gotta be something in between that. Now maybe they're trying to find like, uh, I was going to say, no, like if he hits his bonuses, nobody's taking it. No, they're, they're going to pay his. Yeah. No, there's yeah, no a, team in the league that's going to take it's it. It's a poorly signed deal. By yep. Ken Holland, no one's going to pay for Ken Holland. It was the worst. It was, it was worst deal. Well, it was just, again. It's Jeff Jackson, kind of put his client in a bad position. And if he mutually terminates his deal now, like what percent of the potential maximum of the deal is he coming away with? Not a great way to I mean, end your tenure as an agent, it? isn't it? Zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah. No, well, no. I mean, he's made money so far. Yeah, but oh, he's sorry. Made, he's made nine games worth of money. Mm. Which isn't very much. Uh, he's making like it's seven hundred grand or whatever the cap it is. Well, know? every day he's on the team, mm-hmm. he makes whatever the pre bonus amount is seven hundred. Yeah, like it's probably league it's, minimum. Yeah, seven something. I mean, it's still a. <laughs> yeah. where, where can I sign up for that? And one of, one of but, the biggest problems with the Oilers for Saturday before we move on is McDavid and Drysidel. Like they were not that they were non-existent, but they weren't dominant in their true McDavid Drysidel forms. And if you're not getting the goaltending and McDavid and Drysidel aren't scoring, then what are the Oilers? It's just so, sort of blue and orange. It's uh, That's about it. It's hurting in Edmonton. Yep. So I uh, like to edit my cup. Another team that is so bad that you almost can't believe it is the San Jose Sharks. We asked the question, and we will continue to ask: Are the San Jose Sharks the worst team of the century? Now we had Drew took that and isolated it and made it a clip on YouTube, and I saw a bunch of angry Sharks fans going, "No, it's the Leafs," and it's like, okay, no, no, 
Let's let's, be, <laughs> let's statistically all right. Let's statistically talk about this. They have allowed 20 goals in the past two games. The Sharks have the worst goal differential in NHL history through 10 games. That's unbelievable. The other two teams that are tied with them on that list. Can you name them? The Sharks. Yeah, oh, the Sharks. The from, expansion. It's actually sharks. not the Sharks. Uh, oh, the Avalanche. Uh, oh, they were the bad. expansion this. avalanche. Expansion avalanche? No, no, no they were. No, no. They were Quebec. They were amazing. They won the oh, cup. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 16, no the sixteen of? seventeen Avs were, were terrible. No, the, I'm not thinking of the Avs. No, the the Senators. The oh, nine, oh, the, nine the nine win Senators. That's why I got confused with the Avs. That's a good answer. I'm going to go Avs and Sens. Yeah. So Senators, Capitals. Some of those teams had yeah. just terrible starts. I mean, it's the Caps. I don't. Even, I don't got this. If right. you can believe it, neither of the teams are expansion teams. Hmm. I don't know. The Quebec Bulldogs in the late 1910. Oh, oh shut that up. doesn't count. Yes, it does. No. 1910s? Yeah. That's late. not the NHL. Yeah. NHA, 1917. Okay, sorry. NHA. Yeah, the NHL uh, wasn't founded. NHA, 1917. Pre-Titanic doesn't count. Titanic was 1912. Yeah. That's, I'm saying it was technically NHL when the Quebec Bulldogs No, the playing. NHL was founded in 1917. You just uh, said that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'm saying the Bulldogs were in the 1910s, which is... The, the teens. What year? I think it was uh, 19... It was 1917. Okay. Pre-Treaty of Versailles doesn't count. Okay. Uh, get, me, get me a different team. Who's second? Vancouver Canucks, 84-85. That's a real wow. hockey team that played hockey. Yeah, listen. That played the hockey Odie Claycorn and Babe Dies records before the for, the forward pass still count. The Quebec, so do the goddamn Quebec Bulldogs. The Quebec Bulldogs passed the puck forward. And no, backwards. they couldn't. No, they didn't. But so but Odie Claycorn and, and, and Babe Die couldn't either, and yet their hat tricks count. Okay. No, they don't. All right. And by the way, the best Phoenix Coyote ever is Dale Howarchuk. <laughs> Damn. True. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say to that. that um, Quebec Bulldog. Uh, Quebec. What about Tamus Alani? <laughs> Tamus Alani. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was Alani. only there for a cup of coffee. No, Dale, Dale Howarchuk. Yeah. Uh, um, now, Jesse. Yeah. Um, I have put a clip in front of you. Of the Quebec Bulldog? No. Uh, another team that you're like, man, I, I feel bad because the Sens... The Sens aren't great, but like so much of it was not the Sens' fault. Mm -hmm. It was Eugene Melnick and his lack of staff, Pierre Dorian doing the thing, Shane Pinto doing his thing. Like it's not the roster's fault, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and then they they weren't good. And I think it's Senators fans are upset. There was a fire DJ chant. They were booed in between intermissions, like going to the... And here's what Brady Kachuk had to say about it. And I wanted to hear what you guys thought about this because... I love this player, but I, I do think that, and I understand the frustration, but I do think he's wrong here. I got so mad watching this. Yeah, frustrating. I mean, it's, whenever you don't win, it's, it's frustrating. And um, it's frustrating the, the negativity from the outside. It's um, the constant booing and, and the, uh, kind of from the crowd too tonight was. Um, you said bullshit. I understand that they're a passionate fan base. I understand. I love it. But. Um, I mean, when you face adversity, you don't you don't turn your back on uh, Good catch. The, the guys out there. I mean, we're, we're playing hard. Um, I know it's frustrating right now, but it's not like we're we're giving up out there. We're fighting to the very end. So, um, to be honest with you, it's um, I, I was I was very frustrated tonight. And I get it, but I don't no. think Jesse. I'll let you go off on this. I don't think he's right here. And my only question to NHL players is, how else would you like us to express our displeasure? Jesse, what would you like to say about that clip? If you come to the arena and you boo me, I'm upset. 
The fans were mean to me tonight. Is all I heard from Brady Kachuk. What the hell is that? Oh, the fans, they don't understand that, you know, when you face adversity, we can't, we don't like booing. Come on. What does he want? They paid their money. They're fans of the team. You have every right to sit in an arena and boo a team that's not performing well. They're performing under expectation. They didn't like your performance, but you want them to uplift you? That should, that needs to come from you to yeah. get, get your shit together, not the fans to cheer you when you're bad. I'm, I'm going to, I'll defend Brady because I understand, I understand what he was saying. This wasn't a team, honestly, like if the Leafs played like the Sens, they'd probably have more wins. Like they've looked uh, like they haven't tried, right? Their past few games. They've gotten booed and they've deserved it. Uh, the Calgary Flames, similar thing. And Nikita Zadorov comes out and he goes, holy shit, like I'm sorry, like we're garbage. The Sens aren't that. They're a team with the worst luck in human history. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's hurt and suspended and all sorts of scandals and just tough breaks. So I understand the frustration there. However, here's where I agree with you a thousand percent, Jesse. Mike Stevens pointed this out. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Not to make everything about the Leafs, but this is pretty relevant. Can you imagine if John Tavares yep. came out and called Leafs fans and their behavior Bullshit. He wouldn't be able to ice his. He wouldn't be able to go on the ice the next. It'd game. be his last game. He would be shipped out to, of Toronto. <laughs> It'd be his. He'd last playing game. hockey in Australia. Yeah, Dude, yeah. There'd be like, there'd are be you if John Tavares said the fans were too hard on us tonight, and I don't like how they booed us. Think of how and big they what and, and then they and then they ask why can't we fill the arena? What? How big? <laughs> like, yes. are you kidding? Yes. Like, this is a team that can't sell tickets, so and that, their captain's going, "Don't boo me." I played like you shit. know how far the Canadian Tire oh, Center God. is from anything. Thing? You know how much work it takes to get to the arena? It is inconvenient. So the fact that, that a fan wants to boo you, that's their, that's their, that's their also, prerogative. Hey, hey, lost in all this is the Sens played like shit. I, I yeah, don't, also, they, they weren't good. They uh, also actually Saturday. didn't put a good effort on. Yeah, no, and Senators fans aren't yeah. fucking stupid, man. Yeah. No, they are not. That's the thing. They're not. No, they are that's not. why they're booing you. It'd be worse if they didn't care. Yeah. I, I just, that's. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. This is the part, right? This is where I get frustrated because like, listen. I get, listen, you're, it's after the game, your testosterone's up, you're frustrated, and you're like, man, the people that are supposed to love us are the hardest on us right now. Yes, uh, unfortunately, like fans and family, usually the people that love you the most are the hardest on you. Yeah. And now, booing is an improvement, by the way. The way Sens fans used to display their displeasure is they not going. Go. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I shouldn't interrupt you there. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> I, and this is the thing. I just I won't keep score if you just don't. One, one thing <laughs> last last year, who was the who was the crowd that was the hardest on their team? Who the New Jersey Devils when oh, they won the fire, fire Lindy. Lindy Ruff? Yeah. What what did Jack Hughes come out and say? Did he say you know what? I don't like the fans doing that. No, they went out and they won a whole bunch of games and became one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. And what did they do? They apologized. The fans, I, the fans, the fans apologize yeah, because fans, the team showed them that they were wrong. Sens yeah. fans will absolutely chant fire. Or, pff, whoops, sorry, DJ. Yeah. Before Chris, the problem is DJ's been smart game. fans in Ottawa, and they're not going to take this shit. DJ's been the coach there for five or six years, and I know there's been some rough rosters in there. He has never had a start to the season over 500. Never once. Oof. It's it's all it's one of them was one eight and one one of them was like three six and one it's not uh it's not 
like he's a good coach. I've not yet seen, and I'm, I'm sorry, DJ, I, I hate to sewer you like this, but I have yet to see this roster improve consummate to the talent that it has acquired. And that's that's the problem with the Senators is that we all know they're better and they don't play like it. He's and at a certain on. point, you're getting better because because you're just better players. Worse worse than the fans booing, uh, Corpusalo's reaction to getting pulled. Hmm. Like, I know it's a small thing and you shouldn't expect a goalie to be happy about getting pulled, but that sort of reaction is the sort of thing that usually comes about a week or two before a coach gets canned. And remember that... Um, uh, he wasn't told he was getting pulled in another game in him. And no, that was, was Forsberg. Forsberg. So it was the other guy. <laughs> so there's a lot of discontent to go around. I think, I think if you if you were to put early season coaches on the hot spot, they're all Canadian ones. Jay Woodcroft, DJ Smith, Sheldon Keefe. And I don't think Sheldon Keefe gets fired because of that extension. Yeah, I, I don't, and I don't think Woodcroft he should. Woodcroft it, but like he might have fired. to. Mm -hmm. um, David Quinn... Like, again, I don't think he deserves it, but, like, at some point, you got to go, okay, I know the plan was to lose games. We need a watchable product. You can't be losing No, you can't put that on David Quinn. No, you can't put that on David Quinn. I Listen, I didn't say it would fix anything, but it might be something they try. They are what they I are. I don't know, yeah. I think you just ride that out. Just, yeah. I get, I get why Brady's mad, because he had a good game himself. Like, he had two goals and assists. He's a good know? player. He he's always, good player. He's always good. trying. He's always giving his heart, and he's like, ah, fuck, it sucks. They're booing me. You don't complain to the media about that. Keep that in the locker room. That's a scary guy, man. You're the I captain. Met, I met happy Brady Kachuk. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be in the room with that. No. Mm -mm. He also, all of a sudden, he's one of those guys, and... and who went from looking like a boy to a man like that? Oh, he looks like yeah, he used to look like a boy. He looks like an like enormous man. child. Yes, but like, he's he's a man now. That's yeah, no, he's thick as hell. Yeah, he's he honestly, if he wanted to, he could probably play over two forty. Like his frame's stupid. He's he's yeah. He's huge. And the thing is, is that he isn't the problem. And and what no. I, the reason I set that segment up that way is that the the reason that things are so sour in Ottawa right now is really not of this roster's doing. You know, it's not their fault that Shane Pinto before the suspension couldn't be signed. It's not their fault Josh Norris got injured and couldn't play any preseason games. It's not their fault that any of this happened. Mm -hmm. But now people are like, okay, all that shit's on the side and we understand that it's a distraction, whatever. But also the team is, the Senators fans, and I admire the passion, believe in this team so much that every summer they believe they're going to win the Cup. Like Which, they've, they've that's won their this, job. And, and that's good. That's good. their job. 100%. Good I don't hate that. Like, like we were, people, Sens fans got mad at us for not liking Jake Sanderson's contract enough. We liked it. They were like, but you didn't love it, so fuck you. <laughs> and like that and is. they're right. That's passion. I love that. It doesn't matter if they're right, they're right. 100 right. Uh, Yeah. But you can understand with expectations like that. Yeah. How the, the, the first month of the season's gone. What, oh, what a depressing mess. But there's 72 games left. There's yeah, but so also, many games. Don't, games. Don't complain about the fans. The fans aren't the problem. No, they are like, not. Everything around the team has been horrible, and it's not the fans' fault. <laughs> You're like, lucky to still have fans after Melnick. You are. <laughs> You're yeah, lucky. For that. Sure. We're sitting here on November, what is it, 6th or something? Six? Yeah. I mean, they're they're yeah. last place in the Atlantic. That's like, not acceptable. They're dead last. That's not good. <laughs> when the Montreal Canadiens exist, no. Yeah. You can't. The Montreal Canadiens are also... Like tied with the Leafs, I but we're not going to talk about that. Just but. peeking behind the curtain, you should listen to the Chris Johnston show that's going to go up later today. Uh, one of the things they're going to talk about is the concernometer for every Canadian team, and all of them are to, concerning. Just to give you an idea of how bad it's going, it's all every bad except team for Vancouver. Outside of Vancouver, should be uh, concerned. Are they the best 
Canadian team. Yes. By a country mile. It has to be. That's crazy. Demko for Vesna. I'm starting the hashtag. Demko Vesna? Nope. No? Okay. I'm just trying to... <laughs> can you... Can, can Thatcher snatch that Vesna? Oh, the, I don't know. no. Snatcher? That no. Vesna? No, that doesn't work. No. All right. Uh, the things are... The Blackhawks, Steve, you mentioned, are watchable. Um, they have a teenager who has scored five goals in 10 games. He is the second wow. teenager in team history to do it. Jonathan Taze is the other one. Connor Bedard, five goals in his first 10 games, which is great. Yes. However, is that the top story? No, all of that is about to be overshadowed again by another lawsuit involving Brad Aldrich, who was the guy who assaulted um, uh, Kyle Beach, Kyle Beach and several other players and then yes. went on to a school and a university, high school and a university and did it again there. So this lawsuit um, filed under the name John Doe alleges that Aldridge groomed, harassed, threatened, and assaulted the player. And I'm going to put a trigger warning out there for anybody who might be affected by this. Yeah, guys, it's bad. Um, it's bad. Uh, uh, the player... So I'm going to get into the details here because mm -hmm. I think we should at yeah. least know. So uh, it's bad. You know it's bad. Yeah. The there player who had been previously identified in the Jenner and Block report as Black Ace 1. So he, this was known about. According to a report in the Chicago Tribune, Black Ace is a term... Obviously used by a uh, a player who joins a team for a playoff run but doesn't play. Yeah, some people thought this was like a new revelation. It's I did. Technically, it yeah, it's not. technically not. The details are new. Mm -hmm. The fact that there was another player is not new. Um, and I'm not going to get into the entire thing, but I'll give you kind of the, the Coles notes here. Doe's lawsuit mirrors that of Kyle Beach's claiming that Aldridge used his influence as a conduit to the coaching staff to exert power over the player. The lawsuit alleges that Aldridge sent Doe harassing and explicit text messages uh, and came up from behind him and ground his penis against John Doe's back and buttocks through his clothes. Doe spoke to the Jenner and uh, Block investigation uh, that the team commissioned back in 2021. The report stated that Black Ace One vehemently denied to, to them in writing during his interview that he'd had any direct sexual encounters with Aldridge, though the Chicago-based law firm that's representing him, uh, Romanucci and Blandin, which filed the suit, told the Chicago Tribune that many sexual assault victims don't understand what constitutes sexual assault until well after the fact, and it looks like that's the case here. So Doe told the Jenner and Block uh, uh, investigation that he was chased around the ice by a former Black Hawk player who called Black Ace One the F word, the F slur mm -hmm. uh, in for, for homosexuals. And I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not eloquent at this. And asked if Black Ace One liked that blowjob or what around 2014. So that was... That's to, 2014, not that 2010. Right. Right. So that was to Black Ace One, who is now John Doe, not Kyle Beach. Not Kyle Beach. So that part... Yeah. Oh, and, and remember, that, that assault happened. The original assault happened in 2010, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 2014, he was chased around the ice by a Blackhawks teammate. And, 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 and so the, the idea, again, I go back to Duncan Keith and all these guys claiming they didn't know. They're, they're so full of it. They're so full of it. That's four years later. Full of it. Oh, the shit that we got for that segment, Adam. I don't believe it. I, I'm sorry. Oh. Like, listen, maybe they didn't know, but I fucking just straight up don't believe you. I, I don't believe that the director of player personnel, Mark Bergevin, didn't know. I don't remember. I don't believe that assistant GM Kevin Chevel Dayoff didn't know. I don't believe that currently suspended and rightfully so jo Joel Quinville didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I cannot for the life of me believe. Chevel Dayoff should give the ring back. I, well, well you, you, you didn't, you didn't. Uh, face any consequences because you, I don't know, you you weren't, you didn't have a big enough role in it. Yeah. You backed the ring then. You didn't do anything. He pleaded ignorance. Shut up. Listen, 
uh, I don't think some of those guys had the authority in that situation ever all the work everything that i've heard is john mcdonough and the other guy that ran it uh McKay i think it was mcisaac mcisaac yeah john mcdonough and john mcisaac were monsters to deal with mm. like terrible people nobody liked them um but at the end of the day at any point these guys could have reported this and mm -hmm. they didn't and i think there's a penalty to pay for that and i'm i hope that this player gets all the money from this team yeah, I, this is the last we're going to hear about it, both because they'll settle out of court. They'll all sign non-disclosures, and we'll never hear it about it again. That's what's going to happen. One thing I'm hoping, you know, you always you always hold out that like, hey, they'll do the right thing in the end. I hope there's penalty to the Blackhawks part two, and they get to make up for the lack of penalty for the first one because the two million dollars that they were fined is pocket change to this this family. You know, it didn't mean anything to this organization that's worth more than a billion dollars. You know, so I hope just because there's going to be another other public outcry as this lawsuit uh, carries on, you know, I hope there's an opportunity to find them again and maybe have some penalties. And, and you know, time to, to earn that. Their, and Rocky Wirtz isn't around to, to, to be for, Rocky Wirtz isn't around to take the punishment for this either. Earn that right? uh, contract extension there, Gare. Yeah, this is, I don't know. Listen, it's all bad. It's all bad. But I just, you're right, Jesse. I think, I, I don't think that that'll happen. Yeah. I'm not hopeful, but I'm not. But it should. If it happened once, I'm and trying then, to believe, and we're having another situation like this that that oh the player the person realizes yeah why wouldn't they get well yeah punished and, again and this is why I it's a clip that's still available online completely lost my mind when I think it was Rocky Wirtz um obviously before attacked the reporter uh, attacked berated Mark, the reporter berated uh, the reporter yeah. uh, whatever he berated Mark Lazarus uh for asking a question because he was done talking about it in his words and we know from the general block report which contained this uh evidence that another blackhawks player was involved uh we know that it was never over mm. even though that player had not decided to pursue legal action it still wasn't over. yet it was never over so, you know, we'll just stop talking about it. Well, I can imagine why he wanted to stop talking about it. And now here it is. Mm -hmm. Here it is once again. Um, uh, just some other news and notes from the from the weekend. Pascal Vincent uh, brought out the big guns in Columbus and benched Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. And uh, he's been bad. Man. He's been bad. He's got a I think he's got a goal and assist. Uh, uh, but he said, we know Johnny can make a difference when he's skating and he's involved. And tonight I felt he wasn't there. Uh, we're going to go with the guys who are playing. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It's about the Blue Jackets, and I didn't like his game. Now, he did, Gaudreau did miss a practice because of a personal matter, uh, and he had to make his own way to Washington, D.C. Uh, unclear if there was any effect there, but regardless, clearly the coach was like, you just mm. don't have it tonight. And I do think new coach, who, uh, you know, a guy that people have said for years should be a head coach, mm -hmm. is benching the star player, the highest high paid player. That's a big deal. And Ken Johnson sent down to the American League. Yep. Huge. Like, those are two guys who could have been on the first line together. Yep. And one of them's benched and another's in the minors. That's unbelievable. The Detroit Wagon Red Wings handed Boston their first regulation loss, which is crazy. Uh, Terrible. The worst person you know <laughs> has a great win. Uh, and the Anaheim <laughs> Ducks ended the Golden Knights winning streak. Yep. I had no idea the Red Wings could score goals. Like, oh, I didn't expect them to be able to score any type of goals. And right now they're sitting third in the league in goals for. Didn't I say that and I got a bunch of shit from people? 
What did you say? I swear in the when we were doing our team previews, I'm like, well, they could score. Oh, we probably like where we probably gave you a lot of shit. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't even it. think it was you guys. I think it was on social. Oh uh, uh, yeah, because I don't know. I it's like Debrinket and Larkin. Okay, they got that one two, and then where else in the lineup are they gonna score? And then all of a sudden they get up and down the lineup. All four lines just rolling. They can just score a bunch of goals. Debrinket, what? When are people gonna realize Alex Debrinket is him? Like, it's not a guy in a suit pretending to be him. Like, <laughs> from his days in the OHL, he scored, what was it, 50, 50, and 50? Yeah. And, uh, well, let's see if it translates to the NHL. Translates to the NHL immediately. All right, let's see if he can keep doing it. Well, he keeps doing it. Goes to Ottawa. Falls off a little bit. Aha! Found him! Fraud! <laughs> and then he goes to Detroit, and he's Alex Debrinkat again. It's mm -hmm. not a guy wearing a costume. Nine goals in 12 games for Alex Debrinkat. Man, he's him. him, damn it. Yeah. He's been him. Figure it out. That 32 and 52, 21 season with the Blackhawks, what a pace. Oh, my gosh. But that must have been the best pace of his career. Yeah. Well, outside of, like, the OHL, where he had 65 goals in 63 games. Yeah. And the Leafs could have drafted him. <laughs> 32 goals. Who did they draft instead? Oh, the 2016 draft? How Igor many? Korshkov. Well, first of all, every team passed on Dabrinka because he went in the second round. So It's exactly a 50-goal pace, 50.4. Damn. Um, yeah, so Dabrinka went 39th. And we had to pick Korshkov. Overall, so the Toronto Maple Leafs got Igor Korshkov, yeah. Uh, Followed by Tyler Benson. Jordan Cairo was available. Rasmus oh Asplund, God. Andrew Peake. Hold on to your Asplund. Rasmus uh, Asplund is on the way. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, Andrew Mangiapane, um, does he suspended Sam for a game? Steele went above oh. him. Uh, Brett Howden, uh, Tate Thompson went twenty six in the first round to St. Louis. Uh, who else we got there? Julian Gauthier, Logan Stanley, Kiefer Bellows. Here, list uh, just twenty more names and then let's move on. Yeah, can we just move on? Please? Oh no, I was waiting for you guys Dude, to I'm, chime I'm, in. I trying oh. to move us on. Uh, yeah, he was talking about Manjapani. I'm trying to move oh, on shit. to Manjapani. I thought you mentioned uh, another name. Sorry. No. Oh, uh, you thought he was like, oh, Manjapani. Yeah, yeah, I, thought, I don't know. Oh. I thought you saw. Or <laughs> no, saw I'm, a name I'm trying or to talk about Andrew Manjapani, who was That's suspended oh, for cross-checking a player's head into the ice. Now. Mm. Um, he only got a game, and the reason the NHL only gave him a game is because I think they believe that the game misconduct also counts as a game, which I'd never understood. <laughs> I, uh, I guess I understand. You still got it. paid for that game. Well, mm, that's true. Yes, that is a great point. So yes, he will miss two games. No, he will not miss two games pay. Yeah, it's a big difference. This is this is the thing. People think that a suspension is like, oh, the guy loves the game so much. That he can't miss, he can't bear to miss four games. No, it's, that must be a huge punishment. No, it's a fucking hit at the checkbook, guys. Rasmus Anderson missed. It was six digits. I, I know yeah. that he missed a shitload of money. It, it wasn't five thousand dollars maximum allowable under the CBA. It was mm -hmm. a painful one. Exactly. Now, do you get taxed on the money? No, you didn't get paid. That you lose through suspension. No, you didn't get paid. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, you can't tax you on money you don't have. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well, no, try. that's how they get you. They will try. Uh, Government. Last, last thing before we go here, Golden Knights Avs supposed to be a massive game, and it was only for one side. It was a statement, and maybe, maybe it meant too much to Vegas. Yeah. Because they left nothing in the tank for the next night against Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel bad for them, but uh, they were up two nothing uh, late in that game, and Anaheim just came back and won it. Yeah, it was, uh, mm -hmm. just a bad blown lead. They ran out of gas by the end of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. um, I definitely think that that 
uh, that Golden Knights Avs thing is like a Western Conference preview. So I'm curious about the next game between the two of them. Because mm-hmm. if you know anybody's going to be upset, it's Nathan McKinnon. Like he's still mad this morning, right? Oh, he's easily. So you think that I don't think the Avs are ever going to let the Golden Knights do that again. I think he reads kids' books mad. <laughs> Good night, Moon. The happiest I've seen him is is in the the Sidney Crosby Tim Hortons commercials. Honestly, oh yeah. And Other than that, he's angry. All right, cut, and he just goes back to Moon. <laughs> they do a great Give job. Give me chickpea pasta. <laughs> What's that? Jeff? They do a great job with those commercials. They do. Yeah, they're Crosby good. and McKenna. The zombie, or is it the zombie? The Zamboni going through the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. The, I like that. I'd I'd watch. Uh, that's that's a bad horror movie waiting to get made what's that a zombie driving a zamboni oh i like that and i think it ends with him getting run over by his own zamboni. be a really good canadian horror movie it would be uh see on the cbc you could get that on the cbc gem app um i would i actually uh you know what they should do you know how like call of duty they have call of duty zombies yes they should have nhl 24 zombies so you're Brains, only playing zombies eh? so it's you Brains. versus nine other players and you have to deke them all out Ooh. Otherwise, they eat your brains. It sounds oh, like shit. something for our video game that's coming up. Oh, yeah. There you go. Zombie mode. ODR hockey zombies. Um, okay. So, listen. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, but uh, we uh, a schedule note, I guess. There's we've always got, a but. We've got Wednesday and Thursday this week for the SDP because uh, on Friday, we'll be playing at the Easter Seals Tournament. Yay. <laughs> Woo. When we will see you there. Just, Jesse, Steve, have you anything to add? Don't forget the raffles. Donate yeah. to me. Donate to my teammates. There you Donate. Go. Gosh darn it. Are you fixing your profit? I'm trying. It keeps <laughs> falling off. There. I lost my two. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. 